Hello, hello. This is Mr. Authentic 838, and I got my guy, Mr. Um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> Mo- Motown Gaming. I should have called you Ghost. <laughs> I said, you can go Motown, you can go Ghost, man. I, I, ghost I, I 1577. Got, I got a view. I got a view, man. I got a view. Well, anyway. Oh, yeah, if you would know anyway, so it don't even matter. Right, right, right. Man, we do apologize that we ain't been on here in a couple of weeks, man. There's been a lot going on. We've been working 12 crazy hours, and uh, it's just been a lot going on. <clears throat> birthday parties. So then you're your little man's birthday party. and Two kids. Yeah. So oh, third kid in the house living with you that act like she's a kid, too. Uh, it just drains the energy out of you. You go home, you see ain't nothing been done. She's like, fuck it. I'm finna sit down and do nothing, too. <laughs> Man, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I'm just, well, I'm, I'm suck. It sucks that you know you're going through that. Man. Nah, man. Everybody yeah, goes through their situations or whatever. You know? it, it is what it is. It'll get better one day. If it don't get better no time soon, I'm gonna put matters into my own hands and so none about won't listen to me. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Well, hmm. well. We're just going to continue on the topic of expectations and what we were doing a couple weeks ago and whatever. And then I have Motown today. Um, you know, from a different point of view, she grew up in the household, in the household with his father and whatever. So his upbringing was a little bit different. You know? So, um... Go ahead and uh, I'm going to let you out of the floor. I'm, <clears throat> I'm eating my sandwich. Yeah, you over here enjoying the whole sandwich. I don't know, I already ate. That way you won't get the crumbling of the bag in the background, so it won't bother y'all. But, anywho, um, let's see. <clears throat> I, I think one of the things about having a, a pops in your life is, is definitely because of the expectations of what they see. That, um, you, you can have the possibility of doing and what they want you to uphold as far as being a man, being a father, being the leader of the house and uh, learning how to do things that a man knows how to do. <clears throat> I don't like saying the real man because that, that shit don't make it no better. It doesn't make it more solidified because at the end of the day, you're still putting man behind it. So whether you you real, that all that extra... I'm trying to take it out of my vocabulary because from hearing it in music, <clears throat> they they making a real man seem like it's a whole lot of shit that it's not. So that is true. That, that's one of the reasons I don't even like saying a real man. Just being a man in general. <clears throat> I'll damn go back in school and say a stand up guy <laughs> because that's almost better than a man nowadays. Or should I say a real man nowadays? Right. Compared to, to what it is. I'm just like T.I. <clears throat> I'm just a stand-up guy. There it is. He ain't say he was a real mother. But back on subject. Um, but yeah, ha- having a father in, in my life uh, definitely had uh, a whole lot of good stuff and some bad stuff <clears throat> throughout growing up. Um, only bad, bad stuff. Yeah, man. <clears throat> because it's, it's certain things that. Normally, if you, you wouldn't have a, a I'm not gonna say a, a strong male in the house, but just a male figure that, you know what? I don't even know if I can say that. There are no real downsides because because your dad is in the house, you're always gonna have consequences to whatever you do, which makes you think about doing shit. Right. I was explaining <clears throat> on the podcast last week that 
me not having my father around, certain things I had to learn on my own. And I felt like there were really never any real core expectations set for me. So I never had nothing without that expectation to push me to be more than what I was. I was always just going to do the bare minimum. <clears throat> yeah, and pretty you know? much do what you wanted to and not really strive to do anything extra. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's one thing my, my dad did. So he said, whatever yeah. you do, I don't care what you do, do be the best at it and do it to the best of your abilities. And that doesn't mean that there's only got to be a father to do it. My mom didn't really do it neither because mom do it too. Y'all are good moms that raise great kids. I'm going to need you to finish eating, motherfucker. Yeah, everybody understand shit you said. I'm so hot, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. I hate you, which one's good. So, we're going to let him continue to finish because he already trying to talk. Oh, Running a mile a minute and got a mouth full of uh, crumbs over there. Mm. But, uh, yeah, ha- having certain experts. Yeah, moms could do it too, but we all know your 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 your, your father has a different type of influence over you. You're, you're <clears throat> and, and to me, I think, innately, we already know that our moms are nurturers. Our dad is a discipline. <clears throat> I, I'm not saying that women are not able to enforce that doctrine of hey, be strong, do this, do that, and the third. But you would take it better coming from a dude because it's just the way we wired. <laughs> we'll listen to another man before we listen to a female, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure that's even as a kid. But it, it it just is what it is because of that 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 strong figure in the household, man. That's true because I remember some things Mom was telling me back in the day. And I would be like, how do you know? You don't do this. <laughs> I'm going to need you to move your arm, man. You make me feel weird. I'm like, your, I'm like your arm behind my neck. <clears throat> I feel unsafe. That's why I'm trying to touch me. <laughs> I'm not going to smack you, man. I didn't say you had to smack me. I just, I just don't like your arm behind my head. I, I, I need to see that. <clears throat> All right. Y'all might hear this motherfucker get smacked on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, once you get done drinking your marble, I'm going to need you to politely move your arm from behind my head. But, like we were saying before, I was really interrupted by a part of his limbs that happened to go behind. There we go. You're so extra. <clears throat> Always and forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, shit, man. But, what are the... As far as you can remember, like, what are the type of uh, core values you think your father instilled? <clears throat> Man, so many. Do not lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Obey your obey your elders. Um, respect your elders. <clears throat> now, of course, that that has a certain some certain um, what I'm looking for principles to go with it. Like, if they disrespect you, then of course you can jump your naked ass out there, but. Like, if, from face value, you've been here longer than I am pretty sure you know a whole lot more than I do. So, I'm not going to sit here and just act like I know everything compared to my elders. When we can all learn something from each other. But, on face value, I would until you show me other reasons why I wouldn't be able to respect you. Um, take care of your family. <clears throat> I always keep a job. Never leave a job <laughs> before you st- before you have another job in line. Never, never just jump out there and... and be, be out there without, without a ship to sail on because that, that's the fastest way to sink. Um, you will sink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
ain't got no down. lifeboat, no jet ski, no nothing. You just whoop, whoop with an anchor tie tied to your ankle, and that, that's that's not that's not what you want to do. Um, let's see. Always be mindful of what you do before you do it, which means think before you do anything. Speaking, talking, talking to your boss at work. It could be any of the smallest things, but <clears throat> just always think about the outcome of what you may say or what you may do and how it's going to affect other people and how they may take it. It's, it's, it's a beast to do, especially as a kid growing up, because you know, man, dead body here. They gonna get. They gonna. They gonna know how I feel, regardless of um, how they feel about the situation. But that, that can also hinder you on doing things because you may need that person one day. Right. You don't want to burn bridges. Yeah. And if you already burned that bridge, that person could be offering you something you would never even dream of, but because you did something wrong one day or spoke out of term and got on their bad side, that opportunity is now gone. Like that is true. Like now in a world of social media, like what I'm gonna teach my kids is for one watch what you post because nowadays jobs are going on they're going to see exactly, exactly what you're doing on a regular basis and that can influence whether you get a job or not like most people don't like working like to this day I, I can't stand working but I got a family to take care of so you gotta do what you gotta do but um, uh, man, everything has consequences everything you do has consequences and I think that's something you have to teach your kids too and you have to you know some people, some parents think that when, uh, like, because my mom was one of those type of parents where if my teacher called her home and she was like, yeah, he did this and he did that, shoot, man, when I got home, hey. bad news travels fast. <coughs> Ass is getting bro, ripped. Bro, by the time <laughs> Sitting I on the couch with a belt waiting on you. She would hide behind the door. She oh, got no. me one time. She, she was hiding behind the door. The door. That's a surprise ass I wasn't whooping. <laughs> Ooh, that's a surprise ass whooping. Handle me. I wasn't ready. You come through the door, get spot. I walk in and I'm looking like, okay. And as soon as I shut the door, I'm walking like I'm finna go to my room. And man, she told my ass up. Dun, 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 dun. I never forgot that butt whooping because she beat the brakes off of me. But, and I got grounded. And now, see, parents nowadays or more like to take their kids' side. And don't get me wrong, there are some teachers that, you know... Are wrong. Are wrong. And then, Doing you know, but that's no all business. situational. But, man, she punished the brakes off me. I got ground, I could go outside. And this <clears> is just the consequences of what I did at school. Man, when I tell you, a complete new walk, I didn't want to get grounded. I remember my wife was telling me about her mom. And this is one of the things I didn't have growing up. Strict when it came to report cards and. Uh, oh yeah, as soon as they come in the house, you better bring it to me. Man, there I is think, no if and buts about a progress reports, report cards, everything. Man, I, a D was a D and a C was okay. No, I never got in trouble having any C's or any D's. But uh, my wife's mom was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, A's and B's. She said if you brought home a bad grade. She said she punished him for six months. She couldn't do nothing. She said she couldn't watch TV, couldn't go outside. Oh. All she could do was eat, go back to her room, and read books. Do nothing. Ooh. That was it. You know, until she brought the grades up. You know but it made her bring the grades up. I respect. You know? I respect. I might, right. I might adapt that shit. And you know That's what's crazy stuff. is, like, I told my wife, I said, man, I wish my... And at the time, 
you think your mom is crazy for doing this, or your parent, your dad is but crazy. But she, she instilling something in you, man. She, she went that. to college, graduated college, got like two, three different degrees. And me, I just graduated high school. I really didn't have. I went to college, but I didn't really, you know, <clears> take it as serious as I should have yeah. because I didn't have no one really just out there getting on me. Yeah, getting on me. <laughs> What? Some moment, right? Yeah, there you go. Oh, what the fuck? And that's that probably that food you was eating. Man. Hey, that, that, that goddamn pasta boy. They try to drop it on my mustache. Wanted me to pick it out and eat it later. Uh, I, I don't nah. want the problems though. <laughs> Flavor saver. Don't, don't want that. No, that. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. It, it tried to hide in this. I had to get up out of there. I had to kick it out. <laughs> I had to kick it out, bro. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, back at the lab. Um, <laughs> that that motivation that she gave them to strive and just keep pushing it worked now not saying it works for every kid but it worked for Ashley at least you know and I understand now as I'm grown like okay I'm not going to make the same mistakes my mom made with me <clears throat> you know so these expectations as far as school is going to be set I want ABs you know, or just A's, you know, and whatever. If she wants see, to that, that, that's where you got to kind of get tricky because you don't want to have the expectations so high to where it's going to, it's going to damn near make the kid want to tap out and be like, look, I'm not perfect. I can't do this. At least give me A's and B's. Cause if you just give them A's, don't get me wrong. Because to me, I feel like it's going to give them a complex of I'm better than everybody because I got this. But if you kind of just maintain A's and B's, there's plenty of other people who can do the same thing <clears throat> compared to just only A's. Because right. now that's going to create uh, almost of a, a hierarchy in your in, inside the kid's life with the only kids are going to associate with are kids who have all A's or it's always on this, that, that, and the third. And then they're going to alienate themselves from everybody else when you have to learn something. Not you, not you, that you have to learn something from everybody else, but you can <clears throat> because we all don't know everything. You can be smart as love in the world. Somebody dumb come hit you with something so simple that you never even thought about because you see things so complex and you try to figure out a way out of everything. Everybody's mind works differently. So it's always best to surround yourself around people, especially in school. Now, as you get older, people who are dumb to you, you that they didn't graduate high school, yeah, you, you don't need to waste your time with them because nine out of ten, they got a different kind of smarts that won't help you at all but get in trouble. <clears throat> I was thinking like, know that when Nova got old enough to start actually dating boys or whatever you know I'm going to set this expectation for her to try to talk to young men that are, that have a goal and want something in life yeah if she bring a dude and he's not doing well in school I'm not gonna like that and I'm gonna tell him like you know if you don't take school serious how am I supposed to take you serious and how can she take you serious she may take you serious but I'm not gonna take you serious because you don't take yourself serious you know what I want to be with I want my daughter to be with somebody that takes it serious takes themselves serious <clears throat> and that's a perfect way to put that and then that'll open her eyes to something that she may not have seen in him before until you said exactly that right right because you saying that's gonna be like oh shit I didn't even think about what he wanted to do I'm just worried about having a boyfriend in high school 
and, and it also kind of prioritizes what they really need to focus on while they're in school because like we all know it, it's been plenty of high school relationships that don't make it past high school so and of course there are a few that still hanging there together but those are very ones that are strong-willed and but nine times out of ten we either at the top of their class or at the top of whatever they were doing at that time and they kept rising together right um but yeah that that's something good too i don't even uh, girls date uh, we got girls so how was it when your father <clears throat> when it came to dating for you <laughs> how did that work out <laughs> <laughs> As well, I know your people. I know your Well, daddy. me, I... <laughs> your uh, daddy is a hot man. He funny as... I, I had very low self-esteem growing up as a kid. Very low. I couldn't talk to a girl to save my mother in life. <clears throat> I don't know. I so, just can't picture that. Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash. This, this is for everybody to know. I did not. I would have never pictured you. I went to church with my wife for six plus years. Did not talk to her. Now, of course, God works in mysterious ways. Maybe it was meant for us, us to meet and go through the things that we went through before we met each other. But still, if I would have had that same confidence, you both probably had a baby back in high school. But um, I'm pretty sure God, God, may have been a good thing. I'm pretty sure God had a, a whole plan to how He wanted us to orchestrate and, and, get, and get together, and how He wanted everything to play out. Because we both bought different things that showed us how to take care of our significant other. Which led us to marriage and so forth and so forth. But yeah, man, um, he really didn't have to worry about me dating because I was, <laughs> for one, I wasn't sure of myself. I, I used to get flamed at school. That's what we got back in Memphis. Flame, roasted chicken, whatever you want to call it, wherever hood you you're from. To, yeah, you might need to uh, break that down because I don't think no one, <clears throat> most people will know what flame is. Yeah, roasting, chicken. Uh, what is it called? There we go. Jones and it, it, it's, it's we used to it's, call it capping back in uh, it's capping too. Cabin. See, everybody has yeah, a different term for it, <laughs> so it depends so on where you from. Yeah, we would roast, you be roast each, each other. other. Yeah, and I was always low man on the totem pole because my my folks didn't. Well, like I said, technically my dad, but my mom didn't have a lot of money. So <clears throat> even if even though you're wearing school uniforms, if you ain't got no undershirt on. You just seeing straight nipples. <laughs> oh, so you nah, come in there with a white machine shirt. I was like, oh, it's a DJ shirt. It's a little dirt dust down, boy. So after hearing that from fucking since the day I can remember. Oh, that's when your self-esteem. Bruh. Esteem of my mother yourself was, ooh. So when it came to girls, I was like, and uh, I'm just going to call them to my ball. I'm going to go play my game and play with my friends. And that's it. <laughs> I won't read about females until literally high school. I, I damn but how do you change that kind of energy? Because that's a new form of bullying back then. That was a form of bullying. You know? And I used to, it was so crazy. I'm the little guy of the classroom. I've always been the small dude. But I'm always, I keep them in the chamber. I shoot from long distance. <clears throat> I shoot from the hip. I was on it. And I don't know where I got it from. Well, see, that, that's, that's where it, it varies on the individual. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. back in the day, I used to be a, a soft-spoken person, and I, but I would always have a smart mouth. Right. I was just picky about who I told exactly how I felt about certain things, and I was quiet, so I kept to myself. I was a fly on the wall to sit back and watch to see who I could possibly trust and who I couldn't, and if I felt like you couldn't, if I felt like I couldn't tell you something without you going to tell everybody else, I just didn't talk to you at all. Right. <clears throat> so I had very few friends, but the ones I do call friends, I still call friends to this day. 
But it wasn't a fighting thing. What? No. I just. I like fighting though. Let's see. My I've always been the smallest one in class, so fighting was irrelevant. Yeah, I fight. I ain't big as nothing, so me trying to fight somebody, not so ten everybody bigger than me, so that's a lose lose situation. Sure. <clears throat> now they definitely won faster, but I, I still wasn't finna go down that that road. I think, I think after I won my first fight, I think that's when I really became yeah. a butthole. You know, because at first I'm kind of at first I was just kind of like, man, I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm letting you make it, and it wasn't because I was scared. It was just like I just didn't feel like dealing with it, you know. <clears throat> and then I ran into the one. You always got the one, but yeah. you know you gotta beat him up because he ain't taking no, no, no for no answers, nothing. Mm-hmm. This guy, you have to literally put your hands on him to let him know, like, okay, look. This is not. I'm, this is not that type of. I'm not this type of guy. We're not fixing to go down this road, and I'm not finna allow you to keep bullying me. Because some people they feel like they're gonna they can uh, bully you and say whatever they want to. <clears throat> this is when my grandpa stepped in. Yeah. Because I, I at that time, this was back in elementary. I had this one dude in school that would bully the dog mess out of me, and I wouldn't say nothing. I would always let him bully me. He would take my lunch. He would take my money. Well, see, I, everything. I, I ain't never get to that point. Like, to, I, I don't know what it was, but they would always talk about me, but it never got to the point of retaliation. I guess because I never said anything, I just laughed and shook it off. Right. Man, so, I ran home. Yeah. And I, that boy, I think we were, uh, he, he wanted to fight. And I was just like, man, I, I could fight, but I was scared to fight. I was just like, man, I'm not going to fight this dude. So I ran home. And at that time, I stayed across the street from the school. So I just ran across the street. <laughs> and my mom was like, uh-uh. I'm going to go over there. And I'm going to weep and go talk to the teachers. And we woo 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 Which, at that time, that made it worse. Yep. You know? Because they like, now, oh, yeah, you, oh, you want to go tell on your mom and this, 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 this. So I was just like, ah, oh, Now you snitch. My grandpa said, <clears throat> man, this is where things changed in my life because see my grandpa stepped in because my father wasn't there yeah but that right there was, was the milestone in my life my grandfather stepped in and was like no you're not finna go up there and do all that what Barry finna to go do is go back to that school and fight this boy and whatever and i was like what he was like yes he said because if you don't go fight him then he's gonna keep bullying you and she going to go tell the teachers and not going to do nothing but make it worse. And then you're going to have more bullies. Are you giving you them more ammo exactly. so they can supply more soldiers? This is a line in the sand right now. Where What type of person you going to be? You're either going to be the punk or you're going to be the guy that defends yourself. Expectations. That expectation was true right then and there. That was the milestone that changed my entire life, I felt like. And as much as I didn't want, I remember walking back to the school scared like oh my god I'm finna get beat up and everything and it was just like you know my mom was pissed she was like uh uh she finna go up to the school this 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 and that and my grandfather was like no you're not finna do nothing he got to learn to defend himself that expectation was set right there and when I went back to that school and I called a boy out we squared up and I don't know what happened 
just like a like something just snapped. When I tell you, I beat this girl up. Might not want to do it while you're on the podcast. Might start smacking and stuff. So just hate it. Yeah, true. I beat this man. That's the first time I actually beat somebody up. And it was the same dude that been bullying me for the whole three years of my was it three? No, five years of me going to school. Yeah, I beat him up. Beat him up bad too. I don't know what happened. It was like a switch went off, and I just clicked, and I just went off. Man, after I beat him up, I felt like I was somebody. <laughs> yeah, talking all that mess now or whatever, but. After that, you know, you know, we, uh, I went back home after beating him up. We both got in trouble. Indeed. Both, you know, probably got suspended getting, or whatnot. I wouldn't get suspended. They had on school suspension, so we both were in there. Uh, I, whatever. They called my parents. My grandfather came up there, <clears throat> and uh, he was just like, "So, we had a conversation, and this is when, you know, things changed." After we went to school, we did our whatever, and uh, my grandfather pulled me to the side and pulled Dominique, that was his name, <laughs> to the side. And he was like, so how do y'all feel now afterwards? I said, man, I'm cool. I really, I said, I really didn't want to fight you in the first place, but I felt like you made me. And he was like, man, I'm just, you know, he, his whole point was I was just, you know, trying to be cool really wasn't even, I didn't even really want to fight. I was just picking at you because you were, I knew you wasn't going to try to fight me. Best friends after that. Yeah. I'm still cool with this dude to this Ooh, day. Ooh, little shorts. When, uh, too young. <laughs> you tripping. We went Way too young. To, Expectations. Don't wear clothes like that and expect me not to expect you to want to do something I want you to do because we expected to do it because you came out the house with what you weren't supposed to expect it to have on. Meanwhile, go ahead. You can finish. I'm sorry. Excuse my rant. Young Excuse. ass girls out here with no clothes on. Then when they come up, they say, "Oh my God, I don't know what happened." If you take away everything that we can see, folks with nasty minds won't. Ding. You won't turn their light bulbs on. You opened up a can of worms. That's a different podcast. Continue. You opened up a whole can of worms. I'm sorry. We're gonna close the lid on. Yeah, we're gonna close that one. We're gonna put a pin on it. Yeah. And we'll unpack that later. Yes, that, that definitely needs some unpacking and unfolding and separating. Because I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong? Yes, sir. Ooh. But we'll get Shit. into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. Man. We're going to end this podcast right here for expectations. <laughs> and go ahead and start nothing up in five minutes. So go ahead and hang on, guys. And get along for the ride. Yet, <laughs> that's gonna be some. That, but that's gonna have a whole lot of sustenance I'm, and I'm, content and juiciness. I'm, 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 and, I'm gonna explain on why you were wrong, and I'm gonna break that down too. But uh, I'm not gonna say I was wrong. It, it was just my rent. I didn't say what they doing was technically wrong. I'm saying what they're doing entices people with sick minds. That's all I'm okay. saying. That, that I can now I'm not saying that they. You shouldn't be out here doing it. I'm saying what you do. With your body and what you choose to put on your body opens up a can of worms to what other people want to do with you and your body. But if you dress conservatively, it'll kind of calm the masses down because we can't vividly see everything that you have going on, which is somewhat worse because then your imagination starts to play. But 
Dude, if you nasty minded, you gonna be yeah, nasty. If you nasty, you just nasty. No matter what they Because even if they wear a sundress, you're gonna see that ass in that dress. But you just nasty. Okay, back to expectations. <laughs> Shit. We are going just in a nasty, whole rabbit nasty. hole right now. So we gotta crawl back out of this goddamn rabbit hole before we get too deep. I'm, I'm not trying to go to the Earth's core with this whole fucking subject right now. Because we diving down there, it's gonna start getting hot because we're getting close to the center of this bitch. But um, <laughs> you tripping, man. Okay, so <laughs> back to the subject. We all say that movie, The Core, when they had to drive down there, that fucking drill that was 8,000 degrees. But the, yeah, definitely. Yeah, continue. You are easily distracted. Always happens. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't shit changed. So, anyways. Um. That right there was a milestone in my life. And um, that put me on this road where now that I can defend myself, it put this confidence in me that now when I go on to middle school, when people want to, because it was really all it was, was all the talk. It was a bunch of talk. And at the time, when everyone was doing all the capping and uh, the roasting, the only reason why I ended up having to fight this dude was because I couldn't, I didn't have enough roast. I didn't know no roast to roast him back with. Yeah, you gotta learn. So how to I do had it. to learn. You learn tricks of the exactly. trade. Exactly, I had to learn. Okay, so I hung out with him and whatever. And he started, you know, we started basing. He was just this, 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 talking about your mama, this, your mama, this, or. Yo, yo, daddy jokes and stuff All right, like my that. good sir, we got to get back on the subject of expectations now. That was the, this is the whole point. That's what I'm. Oh. Let me, let me unpack. Okay, this. he's he's unpacking. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Excuse my outburst. Continue. So that uh, you know, hanging out with this dude, you know, and put this, he taught me how to defend myself with words. So now I have this. That I can awesome. equip myself with now. Now that's a problem. Now I'm grown because I'm real good at it. Indeed. But you know, there's just like I said, that milestone when my grandfather stepped in. You know, that right there is what changed a lot of things in my life because I really felt like if my if my grandfather didn't step in, I might have I might have grew up to be a pup not saying like you know gay or anything yeah. like that but just soft i might have grew up to everybody soft. kind of run over you yeah or you know and and all of that you know now i'm not that way but i felt like if he hadn't stepped in and when you don't have someone to you know draw the line in the sand mm -hmm. and make you make a decision and set the expectation this is what this is what's gonna happen you're either gonna do this and this is what's gonna happen or you're not gonna do this, and this is what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Make a decision. You're either gonna be the predator or the prey. And I had to make a decision, you know. Now, that might not that may not work nowadays because bullying is kind of like, you know, you know. Man, it, it now, ain't I, shit compared to what it used to be. It's, it's Every, not. Everybody now is on but the internet. I just feel like the bullying, the bullying then. Well, no, it's still not right. It's still not right. Because imagine... Let's it's just the same it thing. It hits a lot more people because of the internet. The bullying now, it has 
magnified to ridiculous ass levels because what was what was first only in the classroom during that time if you got some dumbass little kid recording it in the back room now it's on social media now it's on twitter or snapchat or youtube or whatever they put it on so instead of it just being in your classroom the folks jones and you about the whole thing it's everywhere now so then let's say whatever whatever it said it said it happens to go viral and now everybody know you for this one thing and if you got low self-esteem now, it just makes it worse for the person on the receiving end of that and helps out for the person who's giving it to them. And now you got kids dying about it, though. Yeah. People shooting kids because of this bullying. Yeah. That's when you have to draw a line in it. You know? Like, when I, got in the, when I got into high school, don't get me wrong, I was never the bully. I was always just, but I could defend myself. I was always the type of person to defend well myself. Well equipped. Yeah, I was on it. But... When I got into high school, um, I was always just defending myself, but I really didn't realize how detrimental it was for people that couldn't. Mm -hmm. Because I used to be in this situation before, I didn't even think about other people. And then one day I was on a, a bus um, driving, actually because we rode the bus home, and um this little girl, I'm never going to forget her. Her name is Tammy. And she had a mental disability. And everybody was on the bus just making fun of her. And the jokes they were shooting at her, they were funny. And I was laughing too. <clears throat> and then when I seen how hurt she was because of the jokes, I just re re immediately reverted back to when it was me. You know? And she was just crying, and they just kept shooting at her and everything like that. And at that moment, I could have said something, and I didn't. And I ended up getting off the bus, and she still had a ways to go. And they were still on the bus roasting. I know they were, because they didn't stop. And even the adults, nobody said anything. They made they normalized it where it was okay. Even though she was crying, she had a disability. And that moment right there, that was another line in the sand. I felt like I had to draw that there. That from here on out, I don't care. If you can't defend yourself, I'm going to defend it for you. Because that was wrong. And man, after high school, I man, jocks, basketball play, I gave it to everybody coming. You know what I'm saying? I roasted everybody. And it wasn't because I roasted them because they could roast back. Mm -hmm. You know, so you guys can defend yourself. So I can roast y'all because mm -hmm. you're going to have a comeback. And if your comeback wasn't good, everybody laughing at you. Indeed. And you're going to feel some type of right. But how you feel is how someone else feels. But imagine that they can't even attempt to try to defend themselves. <clears throat> so when we leave it at that, you know. So when they're roasting somebody else, I'm like, not nah, leave them alone. Before I get on you, you know what? I, I think it's a different expectation we need to put on our kids too, as well. <clears throat> we need to get them ready to expect what's to be expected when they when it comes to school. People are going to talk about you regardless of what you look like. Oh yeah, that, and that's another expectation that you have to set. Mm -hmm. But once again, that wasn't something that was set back in the day when I was growing up. Yeah, you know that wasn't that's gonna take you because you had holes in your shoes, but yeah, you couldn't stay at home because you had you gotta get your ass in that school building, holes or not. Exactly. So they can see you coming up, boy. Oh, you're in there with them slave feet down there. So, ah, here you go. But 
Yeah, man. Believe it or not, I ain't never have to actually physically stand up and defend myself. No, it's for whatever reason, I don't know if God has had his anointing over my life, but when it comes to actually throwing blows, I haven't had to fight. Now I've wrestled and play fight in ten seconds and uh fifteen seconds and all of that, but as in an actual physical fight to like knock a motherfucker out, it has never got to that point for me. Now I know how, because you know if you're wrestling, you gotta know how to get a motherfucker up off you just playing with your homie, so you learn along the way, but as far as having to actually get down and dirty, I ain't never had to. But for me just playing around with people, they know I still what's can. A, so it's, I wonder why. What's that? I wonder why you didn't have to. I kept no. myself out of situations. Right, sure. I guess I was a heathen. No, like what? <laughs> I was a heathen too, but I was the most mellow one out of everybody. Right. Like how I am now is how I always am. I'm real relaxed. I'm real chill. Only way I get hybrids if one, I ate, or two, I drank a damn energy drink. Yeah, that energy drink. Yeah, if I if <laughs> if I drink an energy drink or I just got through eating and I'm full and I still got some shit to take care of, oh shit. I'm on 18 different levels of high, and this is just natural because I, I just I get energy. My 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 body burns burns shit off so fast, and I'm just like, Whoa! and I'm good. So you like what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, don't judge me. <laughs> That's my truth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 different, man. But Having my dad in there, man, definitely helped me along the way. He learned, he, he taught me that people are going to try to tear you down in every shape, form, and fashion. And you just have to be ready for that and have the defense to, to withstand it. Like, no matter what they say, kind of shrug it off. It's going to hurt. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I wish we used to say sticks and stones or break my or sticks and oh, wait. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt more than any fucking thing in this world. Man, you you know what? If your wordplay game is nice, you can tear motherfuckers oh, down. Oh man, Girl, how big they ain't they gonna want to do nothing but want to fight you. Yep. <laughs> Get them in their feelings in right. two point three seconds. And then make it worse by not fighting them. Not even fight you, but you mad because you just ain't you ain't. You ain't, you ain't equipped. equipped. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no arsenal. Mm. Ain't my fault you came to work with no bullets. <laughs> you got a whole slingshot and no rocks. Right. I just trying to smack motherfucker with the band. You, you got to get too close to use it. Right. You going to talk all this mess. You know what? I ain't even going to fight you. I ain't got to. I already won. You lose. Sorry. I'll see you again next week. We can do this all over again. <laughs> you know, that's the best. That's probably. And words, yeah. Words cut deep. They cut deep. You know, vocabulary is the best thing to way, the best way to go about by mm -hmm. destroying people. I got a real good vocabulary. And so now you um, have to put it on we got to put it on our kids to be expected to learn how to manipulate well not manipulate, but how to use their words to help them in situations. Because a lot of kids, hell, you know, now a lot of kids can't read. Some can barely talk. They know eight words. And they're using it. I swear to God, if I hear one more kid or girl say like after every fucking word they say. What that, I was going to, and like, and I was going to do this, and like, and like, and like, and like, and like. Like, do you not know any other words you can put? It's kind of like, uh, and, um. Uh, and, no. no. And, yeah. Cause it's just, listen to some young girls talk. Right, right. But if, what I'm saying you, is like in the in the in like so I just did it. 
So, like, if someone's having a conversation and they can't think of anything to say at that particular point, that's you know, that's fine. fine. And they'd be like, uh, that like is like the uh for them. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but this ain't the same goddamn thing. What they do. And I was gonna like, and then she was like, and I was gonna like, and they was like, and they was like, it says and or the the before never have all of them other them words that you can use. That. I, I know, but it, it fucking uh, you fix have to deal with it, bro. You got a little girl too, bro. My nieces have equipped me, so when my little baby get there, I'm gonna be immune. She'll be like, 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 like. I'm just gonna go, wah, 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 daddy. What's up? <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um. Let's see. Any other questions? Um, um, let me think. We did the one with dating. What about sports? Sports? Yeah, did your dad like ever, <laughs> did your dad, like, ever help you in your sports? Did he like, well, like, what was a good sport you were really good let's at? Let's go sports. Um, I've always been real small, so I've always been damn near too fragile to really do anything in sports. But I've always been fast. <clears throat> so I, I did. I never played anything until high school. Did you do track? Oh no, I, I, I think I, I was going to do track in middle school, but I think I left and came to. No, 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 no. Yeah, I just stopped doing track in middle school. I don't know why I did it. I, I really don't, because I've always loved running. That, that, that's, I can get out the car and run right now for no damn reason and just be happy, perfectly fine. But. Uh, I've always loved running, but I never actually had the the angst to want to do it until I really moved in with my pops my uh, my freshman year because he was like, "Hey, you like doing this? Just do it." And my mom didn't really push me to do anything, but was to go to school, get good grades, and come on home. Anything extra was my choice, and I like playing the game, so that was my extra. Right. I didn't really want to do it. I've always had natural abilities. I just never honed them to do anything. So when I finally got down here in Texas, I played football, I played basketball, and I ran track. But everybody's like, hey, man, you just started doing this? I'm like, yeah. That's like, damn. You ain't never played before? I was like, dude, I ain't know none of the plays in football. I couldn't tell you what a what a, uh, a post route was, a fade, a corner, playing corner. I didn't know what jamming was, a slant, and the defense, and swatting, and smacking, and moving, and swimming, and all that. So... I learned all of that in my last four years of high school. Your father helped you? Hell yeah. He played, he told me how to, especially basketball. Basketball is his thing. I think he liked basketball more than football. So we'd be out there playing, and he know me. I, I've never been a, an offensive guy. Right. Like I can shoot threes all day. But when it comes down to getting to the paint, I'd rather play defense. I like beating the shit out of people. I don't know why. I've always been smaller, but when you, if you come down there, I tell the goddamn, I'm going to be smiled. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm a physical player as far as that way, but I've never take the time to actually hold my hand. So when it comes to dribbling, <laughs> woo, um, I ain't no better than a toddler trying to learn how to walk. But Damn. you get me to do everything else, shit. I can pass, I can throw, I can catch, I can shoot, and I can play the hell out of some defense. But when it comes, let's say I happen to strip the ball and I got to dribble that bitch back down. So <laughs> 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 I'm like, ooh, shit, because I moved too fast with my legs and my arms don't be going to cooperate, so boy, it's, oh, so it's funny and shit, so I just throw the goddamn ball and go chase that motherfucker and do what I'm doing. 
pressure on you. <laughs> Put the pressure on to make him give up the ball. But, <laughs> yeah, so whenever I, I had the I ball, was, I was getting rid of it quickly. Ah, you can shoot it or pass that motherfucker. Or catch me in the middle of going to the hole so I can lay that bitch up. Man, I got really, really good at basketball. Like, and the only reason, the only reason why I got good at basketball is because we used to play on the streets all the time. My boy. And we used to play at a school or whatever. And um, I think my grandfather was like, man, you need to try to do it. And we used to play ball. My coach, man, my coach taught us how to play with double, taught us how to dribble with both hands. Mm-hmm. So I played wing. Is it wing? On the side? Yeah, you got your point yeah. guard. Not point. I didn't play point. I was sub yeah, you was a wing. Okay. So I was a wing, yeah. yeah. But I sub for point because I had good dribbling skills. And I could shoot. Boy, could I shoot. Yeah. The three-point line was my baby. But I will I will drive in a heartbeat. I will drive just to pull everybody so they can kick out for a three-point. Uh, my main thing was to always get the three. But if I couldn't get the three, I would shoot for the two or give it to somebody that could get the two mm-hmm. or whatever. But I was... I was just to draw. I'm gonna draw you in. If you gonna leave me over here in the wing and you leave me open, wide open, I'm not shooting. Cause I'm not gonna make a shot wide open. I don't know why. I like the pressure. If you was on your way to come try to pack my shit for three, boom. This guy. <laughs> but if you left me wide I open, in the first I'm gonna airball like. <laughs> I know it. I don't know why. I, I would airball wide open shot, and I would airball a brick house. But if somebody was playing on me and I dribble, boo, 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 and then I jump back, fade away, and shoot. He's that guy people boom. don't guard just to watch his ass miss. <laughs> that's it. And, and you put some pressure on me. That's all I needed was a hand in my face, and I'm going to make it. I enjoyed the pressure. That shit but crazy. if there was no pressure, I was the last place. <laughs> that damn goal stopped like it was a mile away. Right. I had, like, some, people, and some, people, some people picked it up. They played, and they would, they would back off me. When I'm on the three-point line, and I would actually move up just to get in their face and shoot it to two, so I can make it. <laughs> and I don't know why I was this like that. Super goofy, like man, man I played talking? 21. I used to play 21 with a guy named Alex. This is what really got me good. My me and my homeboy Alex was just awesome. We were just we were really on the same level of basketball. Yeah. But iron sharpens iron. Yep. And what I was weak at, he was good at. Yeah. So certain dribbles that I couldn't do, he could. So, boom, he hit me with these crazy crossovers. And I'm like, man, watch out. And I play defense to try to defend the crossover. And when he do it, I'm like, okay, I see how he pulled it off. Picked up the crossover. Couldn't sell nothing. Then when we got into high school, for my freshman year, the crossover back then was the shit. You had a mean crossover? And 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 if you could pop lock with the crossover, you just go boom, and you kind of hit a little jerk. Woo, boy! If you put that shit, ah, I would or slow it down. You know, you can uh, dribble and then pop like you finna crossover and then slow the dribble down. Yeah, man, man, that's that's that night, bro. We practiced that so much, and then there was one move we practiced where we could dribble the ball and make the ball go. We dribble it. And then go around our head, dribble on this side, and then cross back out this way. Mm-hmm. Bro, we used to d- practice dribble. Because he played point. I was only a sub at some point. But he played point and whatever and whatnot. But, you know, I played better. I played better under pressure than he did. Mm-hmm. You know, but if he didn't put pressure on me, I was no earthly good. <laughs> 
this guy. But I just felt like well, as good as I was at basketball, I didn't really, I didn't have no, I didn't really have no one really to just push me. Like his dad pushed him. His dad pushed him and pushed him and pushed him, and he played some college ball. You know, I didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't have no push like that. Now, I, only, I, I only played my freshman year, and then after my freshman year, and then I moved away from my grandfather and down here with my mom, went to Trinidad. I ain't played basketball ever since. Well, <laughs> nobody to play basketball with, probably. That, that too. Trinidad ain't nobody to play ball with, nothing. I didn't do anything. Everybody was so hell-bent on football and lifting weights. That's when the weights came in. I'm like, oh. Wow, we live waste in California. <laughs> we played basketball. That was it. You know, we played basketball. Nobody was lifting weights. None of that, man. We were we was critiquing our craft and trying to make sure we was awesome. Nah, motherfuckers out here just trying to get big, strong to run motherfuckers mm-hmm. over. Now run them over in football. No talent, just run them motherfuckers over because of your size. That's exactly. All you had. So all they did was lift weights, and yeah. I could catch. So I played receiver, but we never had a good quarterback in football <laughs> because everybody was running back. Everybody wanted to be the the biggest running back <laughs> running people over. Well, I was just little and fast and could catch like crazy. And once again, you threw the ball. Well, no, football's different. You threw the ball and I was wide open, touchdown. Anything within 10 yards within my hands, I'm going to catch it. But if you put some pressure on me, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to catch it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some craziness to catch the ball. But, yeah, we're kind of getting off the subject or whatever. But, I mean, that's just – how it was, man, growing up and whatever. <sighs> Anything else you got, man? <clears throat> no, man, just expectations for dads are are very small and overlooked because people don't normally see the father in the house. So when you when you see a kid that kind of got some manners, you be like, hmm, his mama raised him good. You don't even think about the pops. But 9 out of 10, uh, a one, one of the most kids that are really good is one that come out of two-parent households because right. you have the nurturer and you have the enforcer. And that, <clears throat> to me, that builds a real solid individual. And then those be your they're well-behaved, but they'll still slap your ass across the back of the head <laughs> if you cross them the wrong way because it's just how they're raised and then they right. use their volumes first. But, yeah, the expectations of, of having a father are a lot higher than just having one any of any parent. Even if you got your dad and not your mom, it's it's like things. One thing and not, not you're gonna grow up with one thing and not have the other. That's why it's always best to have a man and a father, or for our, our um 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 the there are different people out there. The same sex or the opposite sex or the sex that want to be another sex and all that 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 good stuff. I don't see nothing wrong with the same sex raising children. It don't bother me. No comment. But honestly, oh. I, I don't know how. So you feel differently about it? I don't know how I feel about it, honestly, because I. You can read books, but it's something about your own personal experiences that 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 that, that kind of outweigh books. Like books really only come into play when it's stuff that you haven't, when it, that you probably won't experience in life. Compared to what you actually went through in life, and then you give that to your kids and how to navigate certain situations. I think when you're raising kids, you don't really have a guideline. No, you're, you don't. You're only raising them off of your experience. Your experience. So don't get I me wrong. Like, books are great, but yeah. I just feel like if the experience, both parents have the experience. They're basically teaching the kid, you know, what they learned, 
over the years and what to do and what not to do. There Ooh. really isn't no kind of guidelines on raising kids. I got a good question. Oh, excuse me. Say excuse me. Do you think? Excuse me. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I got you doing it too. Do you think that common sense is an expectation? Do I think common sense could be ex- a could be an expectation? Uh, yeah. Why is that? Because you need to have some kind of common sense. Because the reason why they name it common sense is because you're dealing with common things. Mm-hmm. But you that su- makes sense. But you would be surprised how many folks we see brain turn into putty when they just get hit with the smallest little bit of anything. And they hold... Maybe they don't lack common sense. They just... They're overthinking it. Man, let me explain something. One of the things that I, at work, I train people all the time. And you can make it, you can make, you can paint as this. As lame in terms as you can. Man, you can paint this pretty picture on how you want this done. Look, I'm going to make it easier for you. We're going to do it like this. A, B, C. That's it. And some people just like X, Y, Z. <laughs> and they say, I'm like, you know, but, you know, I just kind of like, okay, well, maybe ABC don't work for you, but XYZ does. So, okay, if XYZ works for you, then just do XYZ. Yeah, because everybody's wired differently. So, what, what worked for me may not work for so you. So, common sense is, yeah, it is an expectation, but it just depends on what level of expectation their common sense is on. Mm. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Facts, God damn. Facts. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. Anyways, man, that's the end of this podcast, like y'all. Yeah, right yeah I'll put that together. Hey. Whenever yeah. I like some divorce get a little bit deeper, but that actually made me think a little bit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> Well, anyways, this is the Unpacking Podcast. Today we unpacked expectations. We done unpacked uh, everything. Pretty much a lot of things. (laughs) But uh, we do appreciate the listens. We do appreciate everybody tuning in, listening. Um, Hit the favorite on that. Um, Much obliged. Much obliged. Yes, look us up on YouTube, uh, Mr. Authentic 838. Motown Gaming. For sure. Uh, We also have a Twitter, the exact same names on Twitter. So you can follow us on there. Um, I'm going to try to get in touch with my cousin again. We're trying to do a a podcast where we can record both sessions at the same time. But for some reason, we're having some technical difficulties with that. But um, I'm going to try to make sure we work that out still as well. If not, um, we do need to get in touch with uh, uh, Mr. MJC. (laughs) We got to do that one in person, literally. That's always going to happen. We're going to have to literally put love in the and do it. Yeah, he's a little bit. He's a character. But uh, anyways, y'all will enjoy him though. I'm not gonna lie. He will be entertaining. Are you not entertained? Sorry, I got two in the movies in my head. Y'all gotta excuse me. <laughs> well, anyways, man, this is the Unpacking Podcast. This is Mr. Authentic Eight Three Eight, and I got Motown Gamers. What is it? We are going to be leaving with you guys. Um, holler at you. Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and welcome to the Unpacking Podcast. And 
I want to tell everybody that I do apologize that I have not been putting out as much content as I should be. And I am responsible for that. Um, I'm not trying to make no excuses. Um, so I, <laughs> so I am going to try to make some excuses. I'm not going to lie. So these are my excuses. I don't know if they're valid to some people and maybe not all. But these are my excuses and the only reason why I haven't been able to put out any content. So <clears throat> first off, you know, last month was real busy. Um, I accepted a management role at work. So yay. Thank you. And um, just had to have getting into that and learning how to do all the uh, different things with that. And then um, we just had a death and my uh, a death close friend of mine. Um, his my classmates brother. I used to play football with him back in high school and whatever. And he passed, man. It was so crazy how he passed because it was just like he just accepted Christ. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It just it just baffles me on how the world plays out in certain situations. And I don't know how and why the things played out the way they played and but it was just crazy. It was just like he accepted Christ to be his personal Lord and Savior. And not only that, once he gets his life together, you know, he meets him a nice woman and things are going great with between the both of them and everything like that and then he accepts you know his calling on being a minister and he gets ordained to be a minister and you know his brother's a minister and um it's you know so he's just been waiting on getting all his stuff together so he can finally do his first sermon and then the day the week that he died that that Sunday before the week he died he did his first sermon and um, I put it on my YouTube channel, which is Mr. Authentic A3A, so you guys can uh, look that up and you can watch it. His name is Desmond Jenkins, and he um, did his first sermon. It wasn't wasn't long, short, sweet to the point, and he rocked it and killed it. And I, man, I'm just like, man, I really, really am grateful for that. And then like <clears throat> that following week on that Thursday, man, he had a heart attack and he passed. And it was just so crazy. It was just like, man, it happened so soon. But it just puts a thought in your head like, man, you could go at any given time. And, you know, you don't you don't have to have you can have the perfect health, but it doesn't matter. If the Lord wants you to come home, then it is what it is. And that's just one of those situations. You know, um, I, I'm not sure exactly what caused the heart attack. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. You know, I guess it's just one of those situations where. You know, he just happened to have a heart attack. There was nobody around when he had his heart attack, you know. And, you know, when I got the call, I was on my way home from work. And my cousin called me and told me about it. I just didn't believe it. I was like, man, you're crazy. That, no, nah, that didn't happen. He was like, no, for real. This really did happen. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And at the time, I was like, well, what happened? And I was like, nobody knows. Oh, y'all don't call me with all the information until you have it all. Then you could have called me and told me now. I'm driving down the road. I'm emotional and I'm trying to figure out what happened to him and I don't have no answers, you know? <clears throat> so that was really, really hard to hear and stuff like that. So I was dealing with that. And then, um, <clears throat> my co-host, uh, Motown Gamings and, uh, he's been working and I've been working and man, they've been having us all over the place and we've been trying to schedule where we can finally meet together and make a podcast. So that way I'm not on here by myself. 
and that just don't seem to be working out because they even have him going in different directions and then I'm in a different direction and we don't ever seem to can ever meet up together to make it so whatever that happens you know we just have to deal with that as it comes we've just been putting it off so I last week I was trying to make it make a way out of no way and it's just things didn't work out so I'm just like you know what <clears throat> I seem to be making some excuses and I need to do better and I probably just need to get on here and just solo it until you know things start looking a lot better for um my co-host and I to be able to get together and then we'll be able to work it out so until that happens, then you will just get Mr. Authentic, which is me all by myself. So I don't want this to seem like I'm doing a vlog or anything like that. Still same podcast um, like that. We're going to unpack some things no different than um, I normally do just by myself. So um, like I said, um, anybody, if you guys got questions, please um, uh leave a recording so I do check those if you got questions if you didn't like something I said or you don't like the way I'm going or anything like that man I'm always down to listen and I'm always down to uh you know unpack some more information so let's get to the whole uh topic of what today is and um me and uh Motown was having a discussion about um if you didn't know I'm a black man, and Motown Gamers is also a black man, if you didn't know. So we were just discussing um, what is an average black man, and what does it consist of? And we just came up with a whole bunch of different uh, reasons. He had his reasons on what he thought it was, and I have my reasons on too. And this is all just opinions. These are not facts. This is not something that um, we're saying. This is law. This is not that. What we do here is we discuss and we put uh, our opinions on the table. And some people like them and some people don't. And if and it's cool. You know, no one's judging no one. And you're free to speak and say whatever you want or however you feel. So um, <clears throat> I was uh, having a conversation with him about it. And um we were the question was what is an average black man and what does it consist of and we was like does it consist of being hard or real you know because some people feel like you know you have to be hard and you have to be real and being hard and real are two different consistencies on what well, people have two different opinions on what's hard and what's real you know and I feel like what may be hard for one person isn't hard for someone else and most average black dudes feel like what's hard it's what's in the streets and you can't be hard unless you are in the streets and you know what and to be honest it's really not that's really not what it is you don't you don't want to have that mind frame where you're stuck in the streets because you feel like that's hard you know, and if you're not hard, you're not in the streets. You got to be in the streets doing something because that's going to show that you're a hard type of person. And no, that's not right. No. Uh, so I'm just saying what I'm saying is if there are some black men or anyone of color that thinks that being hard is being in the streets, that's not cool. No, being you don't have to be hard to be. Uh, upright person 
ultimately that's what everybody should want to be is an upright person and that does not consist of what's hard and what's real let's get into uh, let's unpack what's real i feel like what's real is what matters to you so if most statistically most black guys feel like what's real is once again being in the street or slanging dope or smoking weed or you know hanging out all hours of the night and just doing a bunch of things that's you know that in their mind considered to be real and that might be that might be just a mindset that you might need to change a little bit because see if you are in the streets and you're doing stuff at all ungod hours and you put yourself in situations where you know um you run into hardships and dealing with the laws and all of that type of stuff like that and you don't want to be dealing with all that not not to impress someone else that probably don't care about your well-being in the first place so um another thing we were talking we were talking about that and i was just saying um following everyone. Uh, hold on i'm just following everyone else that does what you see and that may make you a follower. Yeah, so another thing that happens in the streets or what statistic average black men is, they want to consider themselves being leaders when you're really just following everyone else before you that was doing the exact same stuff that you're doing now. And... We're going to get into, um, I broke this down and I actually wrote this stuff out, y'all. I broke this down and um, we'll get into that. But um, so what I was saying was, because if you're doing the same, the same that everyone else is doing, you're a follower. And let's just talk about the average black man. I think it depends on your come up. Okay. So what we were saying is um, the average black man, it really just depends on your come up you know there are some most black men are in the ghetto and they grew up in the ghetto so they live a different type of lifestyle of poverty and then you have some that aren't in that lifestyle and to be honest with you I'm not one of those type of people that like to speak about something I really don't know because I've never been in a I've never grew up in a non-poverty type of lifestyle. So I really don't have that. Um, I can't really speak on that because I don't know. But what I can speak on is the ghetto average black man, the one living in poverty and living off of food stamps and hanging out with the crew and living in the same environment that I grew up with. We were all poor. We were all just you know, making ends meet. I remember us having to wash our shirts and stuff in the tub. So that's how bad it was, you know, and not having lights and not having gas. We made it, you know. So, <clears throat> but that type of lifestyle, the people that I hung around at that time, they grew up in that same lifestyle. So we all had a bond growing up because we were just like, man, you know, 
couldn't nobody understand. We felt like nobody could understand. And there probably still are people that can't understand where we're coming from when we say this. And we tell people like, man, dude, we literally, this is what we had. We didn't have this and we didn't have that. And some people look at it like, man, I just cannot fathom not having lights or not having water, washing my clothes in the tub, stuff that you see on the TVs for you know, where people were doing that. And you were like, man, I would have never thought of doing anything or having to do that, you know? And that's a privilege that that person or whoever it may, may have, you know, that's over the people that didn't have that growing up. And, um, but because of that environment, you grow up with a different light in how you look at people because you're judged because of that. And then you have this, uh, mentality where, people judge you because of your clothes and they judge you because of how you look if you perceive to be dirty and um people judge you and then you grow up with this fixed mindset and resentment against other people because they are judging you because you don't have what they have so then you grow up with this bone and this bone to pick with everybody and you get angry and then you have this uh, mindset where you don't care anymore about what anybody else has to say. So then you grow up rude, <clears throat> obnoxious, because you don't care about anybody else's opinion because people have prejudged you because of your your uh, shortcomings, you know? And <clears throat> that is a, re- a lot of the reasons why um, I feel like a lot of African Americans and stuff when they're in the hood they have these messed up attitudes they have these bad and and don't get me wrong a lot of that is upbringing too that's a whole nother subject though we're not even going to get into that but some of them have these bad attitudes with people because they're prejudged and you know and a lot of that is some of it can't be helped you know so I mean Sometimes it says in the good book, sweep off, sweep from your front porch before you start sweeping around somebody else's. And a lot of people don't do that. They like to judge you for just anything. If they see something they don't like, they are going to already prejudge you for, you know, oh, wow, he's a dirty guy, so he must be ghetto, you know? And what's crazy is that I said that, but people really think that way. <clears throat> people really think that way. And I know that facts because I remember growing up and um, shoot, we used to uh, go outside our shorts. You know, we used to wear shorts Our shirts. Our shorts didn't come down to our knees back then. And we, you know, we didn't have the best name clothes, but shoot, we wore what we had. And I remember going, hanging around, uh, hanging out and just kicking it. And then, you know, people coming by I'm like, oh, my gosh, y'all are heathens. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to go clean up and washed up and whatever I'm like dude man dude we're not dirty and wrong with us we clean we just we just don't look it because of our clothes our clothes are hand-me-downs and it was just a hot mess but I really feel like uh that resentment that people have that anger it comes with it comes with that resentment from other people and how they act towards you and it makes you angry and it makes you always have an attitude and it makes you always have and um, makes you just look at other people in a screwed up way. And then 
another thing why most black people don't like it when people mug them or stare at them it's because of that same that same reason because when you were young people did it they stared at you because there was they they didn't like something you had on and they stare at you you know when you're young it irritated you too but you were like man I can't say nothing to this grown man or if you did say something to this grown man and it's all oh, hell's gonna break loose and whatever but that mugging that comes from that behavior because of where how we grew up you know <clears throat> and so um I was also hold on let me look at the time okay so I was also looking and we were also discussing about um when you have that anger and that resentment and you start to not care about people and what they think and what they do. And so you have that bar none fade all attitude. And you don't care about anybody. You don't care about anything or anybody that has anything to Anyone or anybody that has something to say against you. <clears throat> so that brought us to uh, caring what people think. So we needed to unpack that. Because that goes hand in hand. And this is something that you care about or not. And I believe that you shouldn't care, but you shouldn't care about what everyone thinks. But, um, but you should care what some people think. Now I know people are like, man, now nah, you crazy. You shouldn't be thinking that way. But the re- let me unpack this, okay? So some people mean because the reason why I said that you should care what some people think, because some people mean you well, and some people don't. And I think that there's a line in between that is blurred. <clears throat> you can have respect for those who you. I said you can have respect. Hold on, you can you can care about respect and who it comes. You can care about respect and who it comes from. And um, I think I know what I'm trying to say. Okay, so let's say when you're in the hood, you know you got a lot of respect for the gangsters you got a lot of respect for the people out here in the streets and whatever but a lot of those type of people don't mean you well some of them do because there are some that do mean you well and that will check you up but then you have some people that have that mindset where they feel like they can't be told anything and and that all goes back to the whole not caring and having a bad attitude you grow up with that same mentality and then now you're grown and now no one can't tell you anything and then you don't have respect for nobody besides the people that have your back and the people that have your back may not be the same people that mean you well but only have your back because you have their back right or wrong and then sometimes you're wrong and when you're wrong it's okay to be able to check your dude up when he's wrong but some people don't like to be checked up when they're wrong. They want you to have their back, even if they're right or wrong. And that's not, uh-uh. And that's not cool. That's completely wrong. Because if I like my friendship, I have with um, a couple of homies and mom. And when I'm in the wrong, and I may say something, or even if I do something, they'll be like, "Hey." Dude, nah, that wasn't even right. And I'd be like, what? And in my mind, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. 
you know, because I felt like what I said or what I did was completely valid. And they may be like, nah, bro, you wrong for that, you know? And the one thing that I want to know is how am I wrong for something I said or something I did? And then they break it down to me like, bro, no, it's all about respect, you know, and, you know, this is what they meant by, you know what I'm saying, what they said or what they did. And then you just kind of like, oh, dang, you know, and then I have to learn from that mistake and don't even and be a man about it and apologize if I was wrong. But if you have a a fixed mindset, you're not going to look at it that way because somebody told you something that was right. But because you didn't like this person, you ain't got no respect for this person. You're going to take it the wrong way and you're mad at them because they said something to you. And that's not right neither. And then your homies that are in the streets and the people that you respect, they agree with you when you were wrong. And that's a blurred line. That's not right. If you were wrong, then they if you're if they're really your friends, they're going to correct you when you're wrong on something. And that's and the fact that if you feel like no one can correct you and you don't have to have respect for just anybody but your homies, that's an average black man mentality. And that is not a good look. And <clears throat> you need to get out of that because that's nothing. That's not going to do nothing but take you down the wrong road and it's going to put you in a whole bunch of bad situations because you don't have somebody. Well, it's not even that you don't have somebody to check you up. Somebody can check you up, but you don't want to accept their checkup because you don't like them and you don't have no respect for them. But the same people you have in respect for are not checking you up neither. So they don't mean you well if they're not going to check you up when you got somebody that don't even know you is trying to check you up on something that is real and you don't like what they have to say. No, no, no. Average black man mentality. You got to get out of that. That's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Um, <clears throat> so we discussed that. Um, we were also saying some ghetto people see that. See that backwards. And yeah, basically same, same thing what I was saying. So then we were like, you know what? Maybe when you're young, you don't. Your mama always said. I remember my mama always telling me this too. She was like, you don't need to hang around this dude because he's a bad influence on you. And you were like, man, mama, you're crazy. Or I wouldn't say crazy. I'm like, mama, no, he's not a bad influence on me. He's not influencing me to do anything because what he, you know what I'm saying? When he tells me to do some crazy stuff, I know right from wrong. So he's not influencing me to do anything. Well, let me teach you about subconscious influence. You can be influenced subconsciously and not even be knowing it by just hanging around the wrong crowd. Now, I feel like a lot of average black man uh, mentality is really off of the crowd that we hang around. If you hang around us, if you hang around the same people doing the same thing, you're going to end up with the same results. So how can you prosper and grow if the people you hang around are not doing it as well because let's just be honest with it the people you're probably hanging around are the same people that you grew up with and they couldn't nobody tell them nothing so can't nobody tell you nothing and then when you grow up you're gonna have that same mentality 
and not knowing that you're going to end up being a statistic because you subconsciously are hanging around. You're subconsciously being influenced and don't even know it. That's a big pill to swallow when you have to really check yourself up on who you're hanging around because they may not be a good influence on you. Man, just sit back and think about that for a minute. Man, like, when I mean think about it, I mean think, like, growing up, like, probably the homeboy or homegirl you used to kick it with, and they're probably, Lord, they're, you know, they're in jail or something. And you're like, dang, now that I'm grown and I take a look back at the people I used to hang around, dude, hey, that's not a good look. I'm glad that I've changed. And that's the whole point of growing up. But you do have some people that don't see it that way. And they have that closed mindset and they don't see nothing wrong with their homies. They don't see nothing wrong with nothing. Them are the hardest people to change. Because they have to first see something wrong within themselves before they can even grow. So hey, the people you hang out is a big, big influence on your mindset change and growing out of that average black man mentality. And um, or just growing up in general. There's a lot of people that just stay where they're at and they're comfortable staying where they're at. But you want you have big aspirations and you have big dreams. But you're comfortable. You you can't have big dreams and be comfortable at the same time. That doesn't work that way. If you want big dreams, you have to get out of your comfort zone and move towards that. And the only way you're going to move towards that is making a step forward and leaving some of the foolishness behind you. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because the whole point of unpacking and the reason why I did this podcast and started is because it's my way of giving back to the community and wanting people to understand the mistakes that I've once made. I don't want other people to make the same mistakes by changing your mindset and looking at things in a different light. You can't tell me something about, you know, ghetto life because I've been down that road, you know. But what I can tell you is how I got out of that mindset because I had to change some things. I had to leave some people behind and whatever because it's the rubber band effect. You never know what that is. I'll explain what the rubber band effect is. Like the rubber band has, it's a circle and it has, you can pinch it from one side and pinch it from the other side. And, you know, if you're hanging with people that aren't moving nowhere and you're pressing forward, you're just going to stretch that rubber band, but you're still clinging to the same people that are not moving nowhere. And eventually you're going to slap right back to where you started. The only way that you're going to be able to be successful or be more than what you are is you have to cut that rubber band and move on, you know, and it sucks to say, but I don't know nobody six. I personally don't know nobody that has their stuff together being comfortable where they was at 10 years ago. I don't. And if they are comfortable where they were at 10 years ago, they're in the exact same place they started 10 years ago. 
And that's not a shot at nobody. That's just statistic. You're not going to be nothing more than what you are if you're in the same spot you was when you left. <clears throat> but anyways, um, I just wanted to touch base and knock this podcast out um, and just give you guys a rundown on what uh, we had going on and whatever and why the reason why I haven't done one and whatnot. So it this is what it was and this is what it is. And I've unpacked what is the average black man and what it consists of and if you feel like I'm wrong and you want to add to this by all means please send me a recording let me know uh, on you can go to my YouTube channel drop a comment in there I'll read it or you can go to the anchor app favorite the app and um, you can leave a recording on that way um, I'm also on Spotify. Shoot. Uh, I don't think you can do anything on Spotify. But Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Mr. Authentic 838. You can hit me up on Twitter and whatever. I'm going to post this video. I'm going to post this uh, recording on Twitter and everything like that. And um, I'm going to try my best to be more consistent because it's easy to say it, but I got to do it as well. And I'm trying to be more uh uh, I want to be. I want to have a more dedicated time frame of when I'm dropping uh, uh, podcasts and everything like that. But um, the title: of This is going to be the average black man. What it consists of, and um, we're just going to break that. And if anyone else has anything to say about that, then we can just go forward on that. Next week's podcast. Uh, hopefully, me and me and Mo, me and Motown, <laughs> we got a. Uh, we were having a conversation about uh, little dick energy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that, don't ask how we came up with this, but it's just crazy. You have some people that have this type of mentality, and we're gonna unpack that too. But until we get to that, that'll be what that is. I'm gonna come up with another podcast on some other topic to talk about if you guys have a topic you want me to break and unpack or something that you feel like you have a problem with that you think you need to unpack man this is a place to do it so i'm mr authentic 838 and it has been a pleasure and i will see you guys um very soon all right